This episode of Stories of an Extraordinary Industry is brought to you by ABC Supply. Count on ABC Supply for the materials, the knowledge, and service to make every job successful. Visit abcsupply.com to find a location near you. Welcome to Stories of an Extraordinary Industry podcast, a production of the National Roofing Contractors Association, NRCA. I am your host, Jared Ribble. If you've been listening for any length of time, you know our goal is you would be proud of the great work being done in the roofing industry and that you might learn something along the way. If this is your first episode, welcome. And if you find it valuable, give it a rating or a comment in whatever platform you are listening. In 1987, the movie The Princess Bride was released to little acclaim. Most of you passed it by at the box office for Beverly Hills Cop 2 or Fatal Attraction. But The Princess Bride has become a cult classic and now holds rankings as one of the best comedies and most quotable movies of all time. The main character, Wesley, is coming to rescue his true love, Buttercup, but is captured and tortured by Prince Humperdinck and left for dead. If you remember, Wesley's friends find him lifeless and take him to Miracle Max, played by Billy Crystal. Upon laying the lifeless Wesley on the table, Miracle Max says, Well, it just so happens that your friend here is mostly dead. There's a big difference between mostly dead and all dead. And Miracle Max revives Wesley, who then rescues Buttercup, and they live happily ever after. Well, 10 years before The Princess Bride hit the box office, there was a promising new PVC roof system coming to market in the US. Today, it is installed on some of the world's most iconic buildings. But in 1987, it was left for dead. Here is Reed Ribble, a former roofing contractor, to explain. I remember back in the late 1970s, might have even been 1980, we installed a non-reinforced 60 mil PVC roof on a large paper mill in northeast Wisconsin. The roof was 70,000 square feet, and it was over a finished products warehouse. So uh, inside this uh, building, were these huge, massive rolls of paper that came off the paper machine that were finished and ready to be shipped out or sent to the converting plant to be converted into sheet paper or whatever they were going to use it for. We had put a a new uh, PVC roof on there, and about two years later, we got a call saying water was pouring into the building all over the place. So we went there, and the roof had shattered. Just imagine this huge roof with no piece of membrane larger than maybe two feet square. And it had shattered in all different angles and the water was just pouring in. So that building owner went from a roof that was perfectly performing, doing exactly what it was supposed to, to no roof at all in an instant. And uh, you can imagine the black eye that my company took, that the manufacturer took, that the designer of the roof took in those earliest days. Countless roofing contractors had that same problem. The PVC roof system was left for dead. Contractors went back to their trusted built-up and mod-bit systems. But it turns out, PVC was only mostly dead and needed its own Miracle Max. 
Boots, Brian Whalen, and I'm the executive vice president responsible for the roofing and the flooring business within SICA here in uh, the United States. You know, my dad was in the carpeting business, flooring business. Some of the things that I remember is that on Saturdays in particular, we would install whether it was a carpet floor or a vinyl floor, you know, in the kitchen. I really enjoyed that, you know, so I knew at a very early age that I wanted to stay involved with construction. To me, there's a lot of similarities to putting um, carpeting down or putting flooring down to actually putting a roof down. I graduated Canton High and then I went to architectural school. I think we might have spent maybe uh, a few hours on roofing. What I didn't like about architecture was that it was more into aesthetics, making things look good rather than to function. So I actually pivoted late into my career. I don't have a degree in engineering, but I moved more of my education and took additional education in engineering because that was more, I'm just, just the way that I'm built. It, to me, it's gotta be logical for it to work. So my background is in architecture, but my first job was with Simpson Guppertz and Hager. At the time, it was a small consulting engineering company in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I learned roofing from really some very bright people, but was mostly on the job learning from the roofers. I was introduced to single ply membrane on a job here in Massachusetts, and part of the job had rubber and it was before EPDM, was actually neoprene at the time. And then PVC Sarnifil, imported from Switzerland. Swiss company, all about quality. You know, it had various thicknesses of materials. I just liked what I saw there. That's how I actually moved to the Sarnifil company at the time. There was only eight people when I joined the company. Cutting edge PVC roofing was working in Europe, but the system was failing in the U.S. We were very concerned about it, and the reality is, is that it did impact the growth of PVC. I would say in the early to mid-80s, there was almost like this pause, oh, wait a minute, this stuff doesn't really work. There's two reasons why the shattering took place. One is it was poorly formulated. Let's face it, in, in the United States, the climate range is so dramatic. You know, these single plies started in Europe a few years earlier than in the United States. And their climate is much more moderate. We've got Dallas, Texas. We've got, you know, Arizona. We've got the Northeast and the Midwest. So, you know, to try to make one membrane that works in all of our U.S. climates is not so easy. So I was the assistant technical director at the time. You know, again, this company came from Switzerland. And at the time, we didn't even have a plant here in the United States. And construction is different in Europe. My job was to develop all the specifications and all the details that would reflect construction here in the U.S. So Brian gets to work with his team to reimagine and reformulate the PVC product so it would work in all the varying climates of the U.S., and again, I give the Swiss credit. They built a product that could be used everywhere and it weathered very well. So that was number one, the formulation. The second thing is the reinforcement. If you don't have a, a reinforced thermoplastic of any kind, I don't care if it's TPO or PVC, it moves, it expands and contracts a lot. That's what the reinforcement does. It gives its tear resistance, but gives its dimensional stability as well. 
With the new formulation and adding reinforcement, PVC membrane was ready to go for the U.S. market. The problem is, will contractors accept it? Sarnafil recognized they had Miracle Max, <clears throat> excuse me, Brian Whalen, and needed to move him to a different seat on the bus. They asked me to get into sales and marketing. I was a technical guy. Why am I getting involved with sales and marketing? Because Brian, you with your diversified background of architecture, engineering, and technical experience are the right fit to revitalize PVC in the US. But how do you take a system that lost trust and build confidence again? We will share that part of the story in a moment, but first. You know, in this industry, there are things you can control and things you can't. That's why it pays to have support from people you can trust to help solve your specific challenges and keep your jobs moving forward. The folks at ABC Supply are always ready to help contractors just like you, from project planning to creating custom solutions for problems you may be facing. When you go to ABC Supply, you're not only getting the materials you need from the nation's leading distributor, but also the personalized service and support you deserve from people in your community who thoroughly understand our industry and your business's unique needs. For 40 years, contractors have turned to ABC Supply to build their business one roof at a time. See for yourself what a partnership with ABC Supply can do for you. Visit abcsupply.com to find a location near you. PVC roof systems were introduced to the U.S. in the 1970s. They were performing well in Europe, but when installed in the U.S. after a few years, they would get brittle and shatter like glass. The system was left for dead. But as Miracle Max and the Princess Bride famously said, there's a difference between mostly dead and all dead. Brian Whalen helped reformulate PVC for the US market. But the bigger task in front of him was how to rebuild the lost trust and confidence in the product. Where did Brian start? Simple, highlight PVC's commonalities with the familiar. I would say 95% of what we were doing was fully adhered roofs. And part of the reason was, is that most consultants, most engineers, most owners were used to that built up roof where the membrane was stuck to the insulation. So, you know, what we did is we went to them and said, look, it's a white single ply membrane, but it's still going to be basically, you know, and it's an adhered roof, which you're very comfortable with and you're used to. We did that to start with probably 95% of the time. Then over time, it moved more to a mechanically attached type systems. What we felt we had to do is to get out to the designers and really get our product specified. You know, we looked at it as our job was to create the specs, and then we would bring those opportunities to our best applicators. We would ask them, we call it reciprocal, is we would ask them, hey, look, we know that you have your own private discretionary work. Can you bring some of that to us too? And as time went on, certainly they all got more comfortable with this single ply approach. And I think that that's what we had to do is to convince them that a single ply is not a fit for every job, for sure. PVC is not a fit for every job. However, there is a place. And as long as you can do it efficiently, then you can make money at it. There were a number of, in particular, large contractors that got onto this single ply trend. 
and really tried, many of them tried to make it a national approach. Some of them very successful in doing that. Some of them still today, uh, very successful. But Brian also knew it was important to build ongoing trust with building owners. Here is Stan Gravelin, formerly the senior VP of tech for Sika Sarnafil. Aldi Corporation was coming over and they really wanted us to manage their roofing. So because they did all the roofing in Europe with Sarnafil, they wanted us to kind of manage that for them. We uh, started something called Sarnafil Services and Brian was asked to do that. And that was a business unto itself. So it was a good opportunity to set up a whole separate company called Sarnifil Services Inc. And Brian did that and ran Sarnifil Services for many, many years. And in doing that, he kind of was de facto in a lot of ways also kind of a corporate accounts manager. So we had a lot of you know big accounts that we, all these was the first, but we ended up doing a lot of work with a lot of corporate accounts that we would do their, you know, their roof management for them, put the projects out to bid and, and manage, you know, the execution of the projects. He, he excelled at that. And, and that, you know, obviously had a large technical component, but had a very large business component as well. And, and he was managing that business and, and he managed it very, very well. It made money. It was effective. He had a, you know, good number of guys reporting to him and it was very, very successful. It was one of those defining moments in the early days of single ply roofing where the industry could have completely turned away from it, but they chose not to. So I really admire people like Brian Whalen, who in those earliest days were willing to take a look at these systems and see the future. Because today, 40 years later, 50 years later, single ply roofing, particularly thermoplastic roofing, plastic based roofing that is hot air weldable, is now more than 40% of all roofing installation in the country. And that would not have happened if those, those early scientists and technology folks that were looking at this just kind of threw their hands up and quit. But they didn't. And they led the roofing industry to a complete and new place that virtually everybody is benefiting from today. Again, we did our best to educate the industry we did our best to keep providing really good quality materials because a few of us hung in there and I think did the right things. We're still here and we're still growing. There's a difference between mostly dead and all dead. And Miracle Max goes on to say, and the difference is mostly dead means slightly alive. Brian Whalen, you are a Miracle Max. And thanks to people like you, the issues with PVC are now decades in the past and is now used to protect some of the most important and iconic buildings in the world, such as the Dallas Cowboys Stadium, the Toronto Sky Dome, and the new SoFi Stadium in Southern California. Brian recently retired after several decades of service to the roofing industry. Brian, we congratulate you and are proud of you. Our audience collectively wishes you the very best in your retirement. We can learn a lot from Brian about how to take something that is slightly alive and bring it to full life. Let's hear from Jim Rubenacker, Vice President of Business Development for Sika Sarnafil. I'm sure his dad and I'm sure his mom told him when he was a kid that you have two ears and one mouth. So listen more than you talk. And then Brian is a great listener. He is gifted in being able to put himself in the position of the person talking to him. And he's really 
paying attention to what you're saying. And then he he's not one to say, you know, just do this because I said so because I'm the boss. So he definitely listens to advice and he considers all advice he gets. Never wants to stop learning. You know, he's on his last day in the company. He's still asking questions. He really wanted to know good and bad. And he, he would encourage like, you know, you don't have to be nice because we're here. I really want to know what you think, what you need, what we can do better, what we can do for you. And and that that drove him. The man is the most laser focused person I know. There's hand grenades going off all around and everybody's off on tangents and this. And he's like, whoa, whoa, we got to get back to the focus here. He is the calmest and the coolest, no matter how bad it gets. He just doesn't lose his cool. And he portrays, you know, we've got this. That's right. Under Brian's leadership, Sika Sarnafil grew sevenfold. Always be learning, always be listening, and get laser focused. That is a great recipe for being a Miracle Max. Thank you, Brian, for being an example to all of us. And thank you, everyone who contributed to this story Brian Whalen, Reed Ribble, Jim Rubenacker, and Stan Gravelin. You all are an inspiration to us. We are always looking for more stories to tell of the great work being done in the roofing industry. Email me at stories at nrca.net. We might just choose to share your story here. If you found this episode valuable, share it with one person who needs to hear it and give it a rating in whatever platform you are listening. This episode was produced by Alex Wart for the National Roofing Contractors Association. I am your host, Jared Ribble, signing off. Be well, be safe, and be proud of this great industry. Music